Is it Press Hoose or Prez House or Press House? Uh, none of the above, I'm afraid. It's uh, Precious. Wow. But once you've heard it, hopefully easier to remember, yeah. yeah Don't well, ask me about the origin, so... <laughs> that is, have you... Well, my surname is Brick. Solid. But when you've got an ambiguous surname, which could be pronounced in any way, it's very easy. You can say Andrew Precious like the stone. Andrew Precious will have been able to see football turn from mud bath to billiard table. That's probably going to be my next book. The football pitch throughout history. Alex Ferguson more Sounds or less fetishised. That's good. It's true, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, there, I mean, there were some significant changes. I mean, I mean, anyone who's, you know, even... I know you talk to people about, you know, the 1990 was a significant moment. 92 with the Premier League was significant. So that there are certain points in in history that are, are significant. But yes, we've, we've, we've lived through a lot. I mean, in, in, in these days, in 79, 80, it was one substitute, for example, no back pass, obviously. Two points um, for a win. Yeah, that, that, that was significant. Yeah, no sponsorship, anything like that. So, yeah, it was uh, interesting times. The muddy pitches, I mean, everyone mentions the baseball ground, don't, don't they? But I remember particularly playing on a muddy pitch in the in the, in the back of my friend's house who he, he, it was the vicarage actually his dad was the vicar and we used to play on a really really muddy pitch and I think it was the year that Forrest won it and they had an equally muddy pitch or um at the city ground didn't they and and there was um you know there was a famous goal wasn't that with scored I think and crossed by probably John Robertson yeah. and it was almost like you go in and play these games on the mud in the on the Saturday come back great memories excellent memories as well in Shropshire, the small team from Shropshire promoted to the second division in 1979 under the player management of Graham Turner, who is a name that I knew. I thought he was still in management because he was certainly managed quite recently-ish. Can he get free drinks in the Shropshire area for the rest of time? That's right. He'll he'll always be a hero in, in this part of Shropshire for sure. Um, yeah, he, he went on to uh, Villa and Wolves and he managed, managed Hereford as well, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but he, he came back to, to Shrewsbury, as you probably know. He saved them from relegation and, and then won promotion again, <laughs> in um, I think, 10 years ago or so. So, you know, he's, he's definitely um, well-respected in these parts, for sure. I'd buy him more than a pint, that's for sure, oh, for sure. if I saw him again. Did he do it with the same tactics that he'd done in 1980? Um, no, I don't think he did, actually. He probably... Uh, no, but uh, I, I wouldn't be able to put my finger on what the difference was, really. I didn't go to as many games in the, the second time around. But, yeah, definitely, um, according to you know my recollections and the recollections of people like Jake King, who, who wrote the forward for the book, who was uh, the right-back and captain of the 79-80 team, it was all about pressing getting in the, in the face of the opposition <laughs> as much as possible, get it down the wings as well and get it over quickly. And they had a lot of good um, set-piece techniques. It was, it was a famous, almost like a famous Shrewsbury and then someone had run against Man City in the FA Cup. Malcolm Allison was the, the coach, Tony Book was the manager, but one of the Shrewsbury players, Sammy Chapman, who was quite a veteran at that time, played for Forest. Um, he was a bit of a comedian, apparently. <laughs> and he, he put on a a fedora yep. um, and walked out from the, the Shrewsbury dugout and walked towards the, the, the city fans away in the station end and they all thought he was Malcolm Allison of course and sort of gave him an, a, an ovation and then Sammy Chapman whipped off the, the hat and showed it was a, a 
the Shrewsbury Town player, much to the delight of the, the hordes of Gay Meadow fans. So, <laughs> top quality humour from uh, Sammy Chapman there. The highest, the highest of hijinks. Yeah, just looking at this Shrewsbury team, 10 years in the second tier, 8th place in back-to-back seasons, 83-4, twice in the last eight of the FA Cup, 78-9, 81-2. And the season that you write about, which is 79-80, 13th place and um, 60 goals. But can you tell me how many wins, draws and losses? Because it's quite an incredible set of numbers. It's it's very similar, isn't it? We we flirted with relegation uh, for for a lot of the first half of the the season, up until Christmas pretty much, because we we weren't winning away. But I think it was something like not many draws. Yeah, draws. five draws. Yes. It, it was yes. an unbelievable season. It was either a glorious win or a horrible yes. defeat. 18 wins, 19 defeats. And among those wins, you played a Chelsea team which seemed to be devoid of any one of note. Chelsea uh, seemed to be on a really big... Obviously, Ken Bates took over very shortly after. But Chelsea was no hopers at that time. Well, you, yes, you might say that in, in terms of where they are now. Uh, they did have Clive Walker... Uh, who was a very good player, but he didn't actually play the, <laughs> in the home home game against Shrewsbury. Um, he was good, a good left winger. They had people like Mickey Droy, who was fairly legendary yeah. it, it, for different reasons, perhaps. But he wasn't a bad player. John Bumstead wasn't a bad player. You know, they weren't the standout players that they have now, but they were more homegrown. That's for sure. Yes, um, but we, we did that. That was remarkable. We we that that was the first. That was the moment, really, that kicked the season into action because they won- it was in September. That was the, f- the first home win, for sure. We beat them 3-0. That was a fantastic occasion. Of course, the Chelsea fans caused havoc around the town. I wasn't going to ask, but I bet yes, they would have done yes, it. Yes, it was, it was those, those, those dark days of, 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 of pretty nasty hooliganism. Um, but we did the double over Chelsea. We beat them away as well. We did the double over West Ham. Um, and we, we beat Newcastle and Birmingham. So... At home, so there were some tremendous uh, occasions for the Shrewsbury fans at that time. But as you say, they're, they're in the they're in that division for ten seasons. But yeah, the, there was a it was an incredible um, turnaround that season because it, it, there was a, a it seemed inevitable that the team were going to come straight back down um, in their first ever season in the second tier. It looked that the writing was on the wall. You know, they they kept losing away. They didn't get a, a win until. Um, they won Oldham a few games in. It was a terrible run of away defeats. And they finally got that win. And then they had a fantastic February. I think they were unbeaten for five games. and they Or they won five games on the trot. It was, it was an incredible run. So almost the, the book, it's not exactly a, a thriller or a suspense. It's not suspense. not Agatha Christie or anything like that. But there is a bit of suspense if you don't know the outcome, I suppose. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of will they survive or not. Because if we'd gone down then, that's, that would have been it. We would have languished in those, um, the two lower divisions forever, probably. Yeah, you <laughs> would have... we, we, yeah that would have been it. But we, we, we stayed up from, and it is a fairly miraculous 10 seasons when you think about it. And as I say, eighth, eighth on two occasions, that means we were very close to the playoffs. <laughs> if, if they'd, had playoffs if they'd have existed, days. yes, of course. Yeah, yes. playoffs. Yeah. I spoke to Richard Foster, who uh, told me all about the playoffs, because that's his mastermind specialist subject. Did Watford visit the Meadow? Did you ever see Luther or Johnny Barnes or Nigel Callaghan? Yes, 
Yes, um, we did. Um, the, the season before, they were our big rivals in the third division. Um, I mentioned that Watford brought a lot of fans, um, and there were there were some fairly unsavoury chanting about Elton John, um, predictably, which is not very nice. But um, fair play to the chairman at the time. He was the first person to congratulate our chairman um, when Shrewsbury got promoted. They'd been narrowly pipped for the title, so you know, kudos to Elton John. And yeah, they had some brilliant players in those days, didn't they? I think Ross Jenkins was a play- was playing then. Blissett definitely. I'm not sure about Barnes. Blissett No, definitely. it would have come too early for Barnes, you're right. I'm not sure about Kenny Jacket. Might have been in around at that time, might he? Probably. Uh, I've, you know, I've got all the programmes somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, the season after, with the 79-80 Watford Swansea, yes, we beat them 1-0 in, in November. Uh-huh. <laughs> um possibly lost probably lost away to them Watford were up there they they weren't I mean that's what the, again another amazing feature and an interesting feature of that particular period was that there were really these notable teams that were on an upward trajectory like Watford like Swansea like Luton they were they were really on the rise weren't they um, and they had fantastic managers Graham Taylor David Pleat I think Toshak was the Swansea yeah. manager. So the, these were, you know, up and coming teams that would all go on to the to the first division, and you know have fantastic times there as well. So it was quite exciting. Lots of young players, Brian Steen for Luton and Ricky Hill, some great young players. Um, Swansea were a cracking team at that time, um, and some of the older teams like Burnley were were going in the opposite direction um, because yeah, they they were really beginning to plummet at that time. Very uh, interesting who, period of football history. There have been a couple of books, one by David Tossel and one coming up by John Sperling, which deal with the 70s. Mm. But as the 70s ticked into the 80s, um, English football was at its highest height between like 78 and 85, as you know. Apart from one year, it was all English who won the European Cup. Cluffy mm. and Paisley were yeah. doing great things. Obviously, yes. Graham Taylor at, Elt, at, a, at Watford was doing brilliantly. But for a team like Shrewsbury, who had been, lest we forget, amateurs and were only elected to the Football League in which year? 1950. Yep, good, you see. I'm, <laughs> all, I, all I do with these quiz questions, they're never to catch people out. They're just to prove that the author uh, really does know his shrews. Um, yeah, had been elected. So you would have gone to the Meadow with people who had been going to the game from maybe pre-Second World War years, who remembered those amateur times. And they're playing Chelsea, who in the 1950s were among the best youth teams, certainly, in the country. That's right, yeah. And it, in, in, in those days, it was, it was Division 3, when it went up in mm. Division 3 North, they played in Division 3 North and South, which is quite bizarre. Um, so, yeah, it, it, incredible um, transition, really. And yeah, you're right. My dad used to go when they were, when they're in the Midland League. I mentioned that, and they were playing, you know, some really obscure <laughs> type teams in in the Midland League. Well, you know, Frickley Colliery and things like that. Stratford you know, Rangers, probably. Probably yes. Um, that's right. So some really obscure. And then it was the Birmingham League before that. So there were, you know, yes, it's, it, it was a, a big transition. But that's the bizarre thing. It's um, when you support a smaller club. And you followed them for many years. Um, I'm quite, I'm, I'm almost humbled. I'm, I'm proud that I've been to see them play in, in 
one of their best ever seasons, if not, well, it probably was their best ever season when they won the title, they won the Welsh Cup and they got to the sixth round of the FA Cup. Uh, but also, you know, even in up till now, I was looking at the attendance, the highest attendances that Shrewsbury have played in. And, you know, I've, I've been to, I mean, there's lots of other Shrewsbury fans in the same boat as well, but we've been to all those games, you know, I've been to, you know, most of the top 10 attendances that they've, they've had. So you've kind of lived through a period when, you know, Shrewsbury's history. And it, it's quite weird to, to think that, really. I've been to some of the most significant moments in the club's history. And one of the most amazing moments was just last Saturday, really, with Udo's goal and the seven minutes of sheer joy. I imagine Trevor Birch would have been at Anfield in his position of CEO of the English Football League. Trevor Birch, whom I'd forgotten, like Mark Palios, a football executive who actually played football. Do you remember anything of Trevor Birch and have you kept tabs I, on what he's been doing with his life? I, I, I'll be perfectly honest, I haven't kept tabs on him. Um, he, I know he did. He had a. He wasn't a central figure in in some of the se- in the in those two seasons, but he he played an important role. He did crop up and and score a few useful goals, but he wasn't you know that he wasn't in the, the the core of the team for for seventy eight, seventy nine, and seventy nine, eighty. I would say, but he did he did he, he certainly popped up with a few useful goals. So respect to Trevor Burns. Yes. For those who don't know, he's, he was... he's not one of the household names in. In my household, anyway, no, like. I can imagine. Um, but he was the one who oversaw Portsmouth's um, ride to being fan-owned, and he was at Spurs very briefly. But he's been headhunted by the football league, so he has a vested interest in yeah, the it, Super League not yeah. existing. And give him credit for that. Yeah, mm. respect Trevor Birch. Yeah, definitely. So I think <laughs> what I'll do now is I will ask you which player would be on your football library card and it would it could be one from that third division winning team or it could be a more modern player but who has been perhaps your favorite or one of your favorite shrews over the years it has to be one player who was a winger called paul Maguire, who was scottish and he used to probably be the most exciting player of that that period for shrewsbury town in, in my view anyway 78 79, 79, 80, although he did get injured at the start of the 79, 80 season, but he was a, he was a brilliant player in, in 78, 79 when they won the championship, as were many other players. And he, he, he was my favourite player. He was the exciting one who'd cross the balls, who'd take the corners, who'd often take free kicks as well, who scored lots of interesting goals <laughs> and got hat-tricks. And uh, he had his own chance, so that's always a bonus, isn't it? So when we'd stand on the riverside, it was a simple chant, but it was effective. It was Maguire, 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 da 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 And that, that <laughs> oh, yeah. was it. And, and that's all you need, really. And I got that on a T-shirt uh, years later. I'm happy with that. And you know, so he would definitely be my favourite player. Although, you know, I, I could name the whole 78, 79, 79, 80 team and they'd all be in my, my own Hall of Fame. And many of them are in the Shrewsbury Town Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Um, um, I suppose the only ones from outside that team uh, to be in a greatest ever Shrewsbury eleven would be Mickey Brown, who had three spells across 15 years, making 418 appearances. Arthur Rowley, who scored 38 goals in the 58-59 season, uh, a total of 152 goals. And maybe Charlie Hart. You know Charlie Hart? Uh-huh. 
That's his. That's his real first name. He's Charles Joseph, but he goes by yes. Joe. Would he be able to displace the Shrewsbury goalkeeper who got you up in the seventies in a best of eleven? Well, uh, it, uh, I did think about the best of eleven. I can quickly recount it for you if you've got time. There's um, time. My criteria would be not choosing players I never saw. So right. Arthur Rowley, obviously, is a Shrewsbury legend, but I never saw him, so he wouldn't be in my yeah, team. Yeah, he'd be on the bench. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> probably. So in goal, and this is a bit naughty, but I would choose Dean Henderson over Joe Hart oh, because yeah. Dean Henderson was fantastic. The season he was with Shrewsbury Town, and but also he was a great motivator. He was a fan favourite because he always used to run over to the crowd and clench his fist. He was like one of us almost, and he'd always give his gloves or his cap to a little kid after the game, and he, he was so popular. He was only one season with Shrewsbury, but, you know, I hope he does go on to, to greater things. Well, we should say today uh, the reports are that he has quite rightly, after half a season, said, I can't play at Man United if I'm not playing at Man United. So by yeah. the time this goes out, there'll be Fabrizio Romano, here we go, chanting, because he needs to play because he wants to go to Qatar. Why you want to go to Qatar... Well, we know why. So who is in front of Dino? The defence would be Jake King, who, who, who was a brilliant um, right-back for us, captain, inspiring, scored two goals on the famous um, win over Exeter to clinch the title. Um, I, I met him a couple of times and he wrote the forward kindly for the book, so he's definitely in. Um, Left-back Joe Jacobson now plays for Wickham, but he's, he's a good, I mean, he's brilliant to uh, set free kicks and corners, isn't he? Uh, centre-backs would probably be, well, definitely Colin Griffin, who's a brilliant hard man, centre-back, very reliable. Maybe the, the other centre-back, I'd probably have Jackie Key, who was also in that team. Or perhaps from the Hurst season, we had a brilliant season, 17-18, when we nearly uh, you know, duplicated the famous 78-79, spirit of 79 season when we got promoted. We were that close. Paul Hurst was managing. We got to Wembley twice. We blew it in the checker trade. We blew it in the playoffs. But it was it was a great in in moments. And Matt Sadler was a very good uh-huh. defender in that team. So I'm going to put him in. Midfield would be Ryan Woods. And I'm not sure where he is at the moment, but he was a tidy little player who went on to higher things. Um, I, I really liked his, his style. He was very simple, but effective. And then John Nolan, who scored some great goals, very creative, also in that Hurst team. Uh, two players from... In midfield as well, I would put well. I would put Ian Atkins as a, as a, a third person in the in the in the midfield. So I'd probably go four three three. Ian Atkins, Acker was our Brian Robson, our captain, marvellous, <laughs> and he was he was brilliant and he was glamorous and he was swashbuckling. He was superb. Uh, he went on to higher things with Birmingham and Sunderland as well. Great player. Up front, I'm going to go Paul McGuire, of course. He's on the wing, and then he's going to. Crossing in for Grant Holt, who was, you know, only spent one season at Shrewsbury, but what a what a what a legend! Three he was. times player of the season at Norwich. Yeah, that's right. He was player of the season. He he was brilliant. And up front, I was going to have Chick Bates, who I loved. Uh, Chick 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 Chicko. Uh, I'm going to go because he scored on Saturday and he's been brilliant the last few games. Danny Dan Udo. He's got to get in there, so he's in my team well. on the bench. I was listening to the Salop cast and the lads, Glyn and Ollie and a couple of others, were saying he's had quite a bad season. But right place, right time, on telly, he'll always have that goal. Again, it's like the team. He wasn't playing well in the early part, particularly, as were his 10 teammates. But in the last few weeks, they've all 
amazingly up their game. Mm. He's been brilliant. He's scored a cracking goal against Fleetwood away. He's he's been working hard. He's been a revelation, and he he, he got his reward on Saturday, didn't he? It was just superb. So he's in. He's in. And on the subs bench, Dave Tong or Steve Biggins, one of those two great players from that um, that era, seventy nine eighty. Players. So and, just uh, just quickly Dean, again, can you just run through your eleven? Okay, Dean Henderson in goal, uh, full-backs, Jake King and Joe Jacobson, centre-backs, two centre-backs, Colin Griffin and Matt Sadler, a midfield three of Ryan Woods, John Nolan and Ian Atkins, and up front, Paul Maguire, Grant Holt, a big number nine, and Dan Udo feeding off him, working hard, getting on the end of those brilliant crosses like he did at Anfield. Thank you very much. It's all, it's all very interesting when a player has a remember-the-name moment and is all in kind of bold 36-type headlines for a day. Uh, to the chap Ironside is going to have it as well, having scored that goal uh, against Newcastle. Um, so we're in the middle of a transfer window. How much... Uh, and this will go out on the 21st of January, which is a big day for me. Uh, for reasons of birth, but there's there's, and I'm also going to see Watford against Grant Holtz Norwich this evening yes. at, uh, when this goes out at the Vic. Um, but the danger is that there'll be another rejuvenation of squad, a lot of loanees coming in, a lot of players going out if their contract is running out or they want to move clubs or their agent tells them to move clubs. Being in the third tier, you're always looking over your shoulder. Because you want to do well, but not too well, because then you'll lose your stars. Can you give me an example of a couple of players who have done brilliantly and have got a transfer fee away from the club? Josh Lerman was a very good prospect, um, exciting player, a, good, a very good midfielder, marauding uh, player. He went on to Reading. I'm not sure that was perhaps the best club to go to in, in recent uh, nope. circumstances, but he, he was a good player. You know, John Nolan... Paul Hurst went to manage Ipswich after we lost the playoff final and he took with him uh, Toto Inciola and John Nolan, who were two of our best players at the time. They weren't necessarily the youngest players, um, but they, they they went with him. Um, in recent, also, in re, I'm, you know, I'm a bit worried about a couple of the players in the, in the current team who could get snapped up, particularly after good performances. It's inevitable, it's part of the, yeah, part of the nature of being a low-level club. Yep, and I know, I know exactly that. Uh, Patrick Roberts played so well against Man City uh, for Fulham that he ended up going to Man City. And he has since rotted. He's hardly played for City. So where Phil Foden is now, Pat Roberts should be there. He's on loan at Troyes in France, wasting right. his life, but getting very yeah. well remunerated. But he should be going to yeah, Qatar. That's right. Yeah, I mean, there the, 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 a lot of these good players who left shoes but didn't actually quite pick the headlines and perhaps achieve as much as they potentially could have done or we thought they would do. You know, Ryan Woods hasn't quite reached, you know, hasn't continued as a Premier League player, as far as I know. Um, you know, even in the past, Paul Maguire went to Stoke and didn't quite make it as a successful player at a, at a higher level. So, yeah, it's a, it's a shame, um, but it is part of this this, this sort of uh, situation, isn't it? losing some of their gifted younger players. Yeah. Which is why Shrews fans will always have those seasons in the second tier. 
Recollections of Shrewsbury Town's first season in Division 2, which is the subtitle of the book, Come On You Blues, out on pitch, £16.99. And it's a window into that interesting era, just as foreign talent was coming to British football, uh, but clubs like, you said, Luton and the Great Watford and Shrewsbury Town uh, did fantastically well under the management of Graham Turner. Uh, And you have helped me, Andrew Precious, tick off Shrewsbury Town. Um, because I'm trying to read the 92 as part of the football library. So I've shelved this great book about Shrewsbury. Very, proving very difficult to get clubs like Morecambe and Harrogate, as you would imagine. But that's what pitch is so brilliant at. If you've got an idea, you can I take it to it. them. That's right, yeah. I mean, um, I, I feel, thank you very much for inviting me, Johnny. I, I feel privileged because I've heard a couple of the, the other interviews you've given. And, and basically... I'm happy to be in, in the company of some very, very, very good writers, professional writers and professional journalists. So, as I say, yeah, mine is, my book is from a personal fan's perspective. It's, it's slightly different to some of the other ones, probably. But, you know, that, that's, that's the library's got a potential for different types of books, different genres, different takes on football. So, yes, mine is, is, is all a fan's perspective, a young fan's perspective yes. of, of growing up in a small town in a, in a smallish, well, it's quite a big county, but, you know, in a rural county, following a, a team in, in a very successful period of their life, uh, of, their, of their history. So I, I really appreciate it. And, and, you know, the book doesn't just cover the football side. There's hopefully there's a little bit about popular culture, there's a little bit about music um, and sort of the interests of, of 15, 16-year-old lads at that time. Well, all I, all I really have to say to that is, come on, you blues. Uh, let's hope you can use this great form of recent weeks and months and mount a promotion push. Um, but ultimately, mid-table would probably be fine this year. You'll take the Anfield money, you'll invest, and maybe next season you'll be back in the second tier and then you can write the sequel. Well, that's right. I think there is potential. You never know. You've got to keep optimistic, haven't you? And, and think, yes, this season we're, we're going upwards now, a, a decent position come the end of the season. 14, 15, that would be brilliant. And then push on, keep the core of the same team who, who have definitely got potential. And then let's do it. Let's let's recreate the spirit of 79 and return to the second tier. That would be fantastic. Cotterell's at the wheel. Yes, and we're happy with that. Just like the library! Just like the library! Just like the library!